You're listening to Colorado Sportscast Podcast. This is the Mortcast featuring Jeff Morton. Now, here's your host, me. What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. Um, this is like, uh, I, I hope everyone appreciated uh, Nate and I recording two podcasts in one day. Um, that was a, an interesting uh, experiment that we did. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, from uh, what I've seen with the downloads, everyone did, so we appreciate it. Um, some news upcoming. We've got uh, we at CSG, CSG, including Ross, by the way, um, who will be appearing on future podcasts, um, have been discussing some business items for the, related to CSG. So we may have some uh, things cooking. We don't know yet, um, but uh, things are in the in in the works. Hopefully, these will be uh, this will be exciting for you. Um, and uh, I think that outside of that, I hope you guys all enjoy this latest episode of the Mortcast. I'm uh, trying working on getting us some uh, some official sponsors um, and stuff like that. So uh, the, if you guys can tolerate it, there may be some uh, some ad reads on on the future uh, Mortcasts and even CSGs. So uh, stick with that. Uh, I'm actually going to be recording some. Um, a music uh, slash movie slash culture podcast uh, with my friend Joe, and uh, that'll be really exciting. And uh, I'm hoping to include it in, in the CSG family. Um, uh, those are uh, Joe and I like have this bond over music, and I figured you guys would want to hear to a couple guys in their 40s talk about music. Uh, maybe not. So anyone interested in that, I'll be posting on that later, and we'll we'll figure that out. Anyway, well, I don't have much to say regarding the Denver Nuggets other than this. Nikola Jokic is tired. Nikola Jokic has... Even though Nikola Jokic is not injury-prone, and he's not a guy who will miss games, he is also a guy not used to shouldering loads. And I think this is a really big distinction... uh, that needs to be made, even though Nikola Jokic is not uh, a guy who's going to go out and get stress injuries or anything like that. Um, he is a guy that it really, by and large, is not used to um, the load and the, I would say even the mental strain of what it takes to be a featured star. This is really his first year of doing that. And I will, I will bring you all back to something that uh, I have pointed out a couple times in private, but I'll bring it uh, forth forward. I don't know if anyone remembers this, but at the beginning of last year, several interviews were recorded, um, and if you can go back and look, several times uh, Michael Malone refers to Paul Millsap as the Nuggets' best player. Uh, and he did that all the way up until about halfway through the season. Um, even though it, you know, we all know it, was, it wasn't true, and I, I'm not even sure if intellectually um, uh, Malone wasn't fully aware that Millsap was not the best player on the team. He was the highest paid, obviously, but not the best player on the team. Um, really, even clear, it was clear back then, it was Jokic, Nikola Jokic, but he himself didn't treat himself that way. And if you guys will go back in your memory books and take a look at 
memory books, memory banks, and take a look at uh, what the Nuggets were, how the Nuggets were approaching things. Um, largely, Jokic deferred to Millsap in a way that he had never done before uh, with anyone, um, even during the heady days of when he and Gallo were battling it out for who leads the team. Uh, he never deferred to Gallo like that. He deferred to Yo- to Millsap in a big way, and I think it was mostly due to a big fat contract that uh, uh, Millsap had signed. Not necessarily that he quote unquote believed that he was the best player. Um, Jokic, um, despite what people have put out about him, he does have an ego. Um, You've seen it when he goes against Carl Anthony Towns. You've seen it in uh, when he's matched up with these big marquee centers. He does. No, the guy does have an ego. You cannot make it in any sort of sports league if you don't have an ego. Um, uh, it's the the narrative that Jokic is somehow a, a deferential to the point of, uh, of of ridiculousness is not necessarily true. However, he is a guy that believes a certain in a certain philosophy of basketball. Um, he considers himself a point guard um, because that's how he came up. And I think that within that scope, he was trying to get Millsap the ball in a, in a trying to get him comfortable and in, incorporate him himself to a point where it just got ridiculous. <clears throat> and once Nikola Jokic took over the team, really what... A, Let's face it, folks. Nikola Jokic didn't become the Nikola Jokic that we all know and love, um, even though he was clearly the best player. The mental shift with him didn't begin until the last 10 games of last season. Um, that is really where it shifted focus for him, and he knew what he had to do. Bring that fast forward. Obviously, the Nuggets really depend on Jokic for a lot of different things. And... Um, he has, um, I would say, a good 95% of the time this year stepped up. And it shows in the Nuggets record. You know, the ecology of the NBA is you need your best players to be your best players. If your best players are deferring to the point of uh, ridiculousness, your team is, you know, may all feel better about themselves, but you're not, you're not the your team, the quote-unquote team success isn't going to translate because there's five players on the court and your best players need to be your best players. That's a truism that will never change at the NBA. It's from the, the beginning of the league back in 1947 uh, up to now. Um, there is no, uh, there's basically one truism is your best players have to be your best players and they have to be dominant um, in order for you to take that next step. I, that whole long preamble was up to talk about the last night the Nuggets won their second game in a row at home. Uh, they beat Dallas Mavericks on a last-second shot from, you guessed it, Nikola Jokic. Um, it really wasn't a battle because uh, I, will, I will say that Nikola Jokic went through his one of the – on Twitter I described it as his we, a weird Jokic game. Uh, Jokic um, – he had a weird game. He it was one of another one of those things where he wasn't shooting. And when he goes through games like that, it always makes you wonder um, what's going through his head. 
Um, and sometimes it's mental strain on him. The last time that happened was against the Memphis Grizzlies uh, back in November. And um, quite frankly, he was thinking about the fact that he was fined for the no homo comment, um, which is another whole other story. And uh, it just, he, that's what he did. Um, uh, this, I don't think there was any extraneous thing happening. But I do think, and Michael Malone pointed it out after the game, there could have been the wear of this new mentality and this new thought of on him coming into the season. You know, it is exhausting leading a team. It is exhausting being the best player on the team and leading a team. Um, especially, like I said, in basketball, there's five players on the court at any sort of any one time. And it is a mental strain that can really, really get to you. If you're, you've never been in that position before, if you've never really worked on that sort of level before. And Nikola Jokic is, this is his first year doing it. And this is his first year really going through the entire year like that. And the mental strain will show. Um, and I would say, especially the last week and a half, it really has come to fruition on him in a way that we, you know, normally would look for something extraneous to point to. But really, this is basketball, which is good. Uh, I'll tell you right now, this this kind of uh, play, you know, he's still productive, but this kind of strain is better than allowing something outside you to influence your game. And Nikola Jokic has evolved in a sense to where it's about basketball, and that's good. Um, it's good to be able to go through this, not let it kill you, and step up big time. And as you saw down the stretch in the fourth quarter, even though Jokic had two points heading into the quarter, in fact, he had two points heading into six minutes left in the game, uh, Jokic stepped up and had nine points uh, and, quite frankly, hit the biggest shot of his career. A, um, a right-handed floater, which went over Dwight Powell's uh, outstretched arms, and won the game for the Nuggets at the buzzer. Um, it was him overcoming his own mental weariness, which was good. And I hope that actually that unlocks his second win. It's uh, the NBA season's a grind. We all know this. It's a grind. And, and you know, even though people, you know, they they probably rest people too much. I'm I'm going to be an old man and say that. The way they rest players right now is a little ridiculous. Um, I think it kind of makes them less effective when it comes to building into the playoffs. You kind of need that rhythm and consistency, and I think too many teams hold out players and rest players for too long uh, during the year. You know, not every player is LeBron James. Not every player can flip a switch in that way. And you're founding out this year, not even LeBron can flip a switch, right? So what we're seeing right now are, is like you, you need a player who is, is going through a season, who is really shouldering the load for the first time in his life. And, you know, really, I have to give Nikola Jokic credit. He has really, really kind of stepped up to the plate. Well, obviously, with the help of other players on the team, you know, Jamal Murray has had his moments of emerging. Paul Millsap is there as the veteran guidance. I mean, last night, Millsap had 30, I think, 33 points. 
So obviously where Nikola Jokic was falling, uh, as far as on the offensive end, Paul Millsap stepped up. But your best players need to be your best players. And this is, this year has been Nikola Jokic's learning experience with finally understanding that he is the best player and you're, 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 uh, God, what is it like? Altruistic basketball doesn't work. Um, everybody shares the load. Everybody shares the game. Everybody gets an equal shot. It just doesn't work that way. And when, as soon as Nikola Jokic understood this and began understanding that it got better, um, and it was great to see. And that shot, that floater was amazing. Uh, I think people will start to better appreciate that floater that Jokic has because that's hard. That is really, really hard to hit, especially with that accuracy, especially for someone who is six foot ten and has a body made of glue. You know, it is, it is basically something that I, I think we, we will all learn to appreciate more and more as a defining shot for Jokic, a type of shot. And it was good. It was good to see. Um, and I hope this kind of snaps him out of his mental fatigue. And I think it will. Um, he showed me a lot this year. I've been very critical of him at times. He showed me a lot this year. And uh, I hope it only gets better. Um, part two, and this will make, I'll make this one brief. It's not Isaiah Thomas's fault that the Nuggets began to decline when he was introduced into the lineup. It is not his fault, quote-unquote. The Isaiah Thomas experiment was almost entirely due to the fact they signed someone who was injured and need, and unlike Michael Porter Jr., he was on a one-year deal, and basically, if you're going to prepare for free agency, you got to play. You can't sit out a year and get more money um, when no one sees any tape on you for over a year. It's just hard. I don't think that was a consideration. I think the fact that Isaiah Thomas really wanted to play and he's a competitor and that everyone really believed that he could help obviously played a, a factor. But the biggest problem was that the Nuggets had something special going and the risk was always going to be that someone who actually really does play a little differently than the rest of this team would kind of kind of affect the way the Nuggets play. Uh, everything goes through Jokic. And uh, Isaiah Thomas, you know, for better or worse, is used to having everything go through him. And it wasn't a personality clash for all intents and purposes. Uh, Isaiah Thomas has been a great person in the locker room there. Um, but what has happened is... Uh, what was happening is the St- Thomas's style of play and the fact that he is really, really rusty after being off for most of a year <clears throat> is really coming to fruition. It came to fruition. And, the, and Michael Malone, to his credit, had to make a decision. You're a team that's fighting for the number two seed in the conference. And quite frankly, it, is beca- it was becoming really, really hard for the Nuggets to be the flowing offensive team that they have been at times this year and Thomas not really to his his quote-unquote fault even though he was responsible uh, for a large part of it 
it really wasn't his fault that this was kind of faltering. If we all notice, the Nuggets' defense improved, but they could not score. And that second unit was so bad. The Nuggets' second unit was so bad, which featured Thomas, that it just they, they lost any rhythm. And it would almost have been better if Isaiah Thomas would have been signed after sitting out this year by the Nuggets and was able to play an entire season because there was just no no relationship there between Thomas and the rest of the team as far as on-court play. It just it wasn't working, and Michael Malone made a bold decision. Like I said, another person I have been extremely critical of, Michael Malone, he really stepped up. He really showed something that I think uh, was indicative of a good coach. He made a tough decision, a really tough decision. And I think in the end, even though he doesn't like it, um, um, there's no way he could like it. Isaiah Thomas has to respect it and respect the fact that Michael Malone stood up and really gave him the, you know, was honest with him and for forthright something. And something that Michael Malone was not very good at until basically this year. Um, this is something that Michael Malone has really had to learn and he really had to develop his communication. And I'm sure you know, deep down, uh, Isaiah Thomas appreciates. Uh, Michael Malone's forthrightness on this issue. And we shall see what it will mean. I mean, this doesn't mean that uh, Isaiah Thomas is banished. Um, obviously, there can be injuries, and you never know what happens in the playoffs. But at, as of this point, the Nuggets are just better off with the rotation as the way it was before. Okay, well, thank you all for joining me on this latest Mortcast. Uh, like I said, we got some, we're working on some shit with uh, CSG. And uh, we'll see what will happen. Um, I, I'm, I, I always say that, but uh, there's, I think I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm, and I think uh, these future CSGs are going to be even better than the ones before. Thank you all for joining me. I'll be talking to you later. Bye-bye.